Welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs, where business expert and success coach Kelsey Matheson teaches you how to massively grow your business, navigate the mind drama that's holding you back, make more money, and acquire the skills and confidence to become unstoppable. Hello, 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 my friends. Welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs. I am Kelsey Matheson, and this is episode number 102. Today, I want to talk about a silent confidence killer. A confidence killer, something that kills your confidence, can be a thought or a behavior. Some might say it can be a certain situation that kills their confidence or some other external factor that they feel significantly undermines their confidence. And I mean, if you've been listening to me for a while, that it really all starts with our thoughts. But these confidence killers can negatively impact how we show up and how we run our business. And they can create a cycle of self-doubt and of hesitancy that can make it difficult to take action and to make decisions and to pursue our goals effectively, okay? Let's go through a few of these confidence killers. There's one I wanna focus on today, but let's go through some of these confidence killers. One is perfectionism. (laughs) And I've talked about that on this podcast a lot, right? For perfectionism, I believe, is one of the most disempowering states that you can be in right? It's this belief that anything less than perfect is unacceptable, which perfect, quote unquote, perfect does not exist. That obviously can prevent you from taking action or pulling the trigger on something due to fear of failure or fear of criticism or fear that it's not good enough. And then if it's not good enough, that you're not good enough, right? The domino effect there. Comparison, constantly comparing yourself to others can lower your self-esteem. It can kill your confidence especially if you perceive this other person to be more successful or more talented or happier than you are, all which would be thought errors, right? Negative self-talk, repeatedly telling yourself that you're not good enough, smart enough, capable enough to achieve your goals or to do whatever it is that you want to do. I call them doubt demons, external criticism. But remember, external criticism isn't the cause of you feeling less confident. It's you allowing the negative opinions or judgments of others to define your self-worth, okay? Past failures, holding on to past mistakes or failures can keep you in a state of fear and prevent you from taking new risks or stepping forward or you know, moving to taking action towards your goals. And then of course there's social media. Ugh. And I was just talking to another parent the other day of just how this is just a never ending challenge, social media with our kids, but for us as well, right? We see these curated lives displayed on social media and it can make us feel inadequate. It can make us feel less successful. And then of course there's uncertainty or lack of direction. If you don't know the direction that you want to take, that can make you feel very insecure. That can reduce your confidence in making decisions because you don't really know where you're going. So if you don't know where you are and you don't know how to get to where you're going or even where you want to go, that's just crazy making. (laughs) That's just a lot of frenetic energy, not knowing what to do. And lack of preparedness, 
being unprepared for situations, right? That maybe you're supposed to handle can make you doubt your abilities. And then of course there's physical and mental exhaustion. So if you are in poor health or are fatigued, if you suffer from chronic fatigue, that can erode your mental resilience and make you more susceptible to these confidence killers. Confidence killers can affect so many areas of your life, not just your business, your relationships, right? Your personal growth. But the confidence killer I want to talk about today is imposter syndrome. This feeling that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. It's like you're a fraud. Do you ever feel like a fraud? Like people perceive you to be really great at what you do, but you're like, I don't think I'm that good at what I do. Or I don't think I'm as good as they think I am. You're just not good enough to be in the space that you're in maybe, right? Does that that sound familiar? that I don't know, who am I? Who am I to be showing up like this? Who am I to be doing this? Who am I to have a business? Who am I to take money from people? Who am I to offer services and programs and coaching? Who am I? Trust me, my friend, you are not alone, okay? This is imposter syndrome, and it's something that I've battled with throughout my entrepreneurial journey. Look, it's so funny because as women, wellness entrepreneurs, we are passionate about wellness. We've created our businesses based on that. So it's ironic how we can help others find their path to well-being, but then struggle with our own self-doubt. Like, who am I to be doing this? Right? Here's the thing. Imposter syndrome is not just damaging to your self-esteem. It can harm your business, which is why I want to talk about that today. It affects how you set your prices. It affects how you market yourself. It affects how you put yourself out there. And it also affects how you interact with your clients, okay? It's like this unseen barrier that keeps you from grabbing onto opportunities that could really skyrocket your business. I mean, how many times have you second-guessed a decision because you felt like, oh, maybe I'm just not qualified, right? Or you didn't go after something because you're like, no, they're not going to want me. We are socialized to doubt ourselves, The socialization of women to doubt themselves or have lower confidence. I mean, look, it's very complex, you know, and it involves a mixture of cultural norms and media portrayals and, of course, family dynamics and our ancestry and our history and educational systems. Like it, it's very layered. It's very complex. And from an early age, girls are often given messages about what is quote unquote, appropriate for their gender, which can limit our belief in what we can achieve. For instance, the stereotype that boys are better at math and science can discourage girls from pursuing these subjects or speaking up in class. And so that, of course, limits their self-belief in these areas. A lack of female role models in various fields like science, like math, like tech, politics, and executive leadership can send the message that, oh, these spaces, I mean, they're not for women, or they're only for a few select women. Like we're socialized to prioritize being likable or agreeable (laughs) over being assertive or ambitious, right? 
I had a client today and she's going to be a guest on my podcast. We have to figure it out. She got a book deal. Her book is in pre-sales right now. And she's talking with the publisher about the marketing and the rollout of the book and, and what's all involved. And they basically kind of shut her down and said, oh, well, we already have the marketing money dedicated in other areas. And so, you know, this isn't something that we're going to talk about with you. So she was like, well, I have questions and I'm going to be curious and I'm going to just continue to connect with them from a place of like, well, this is my book and I, you know, would love to work together with them on this. And they might have plans, but if it's just kind of a, a cookie cutter plan, then I'd like to be involved in somehow, or if I can't be involved, I just like to know what you're doing so that whenever I do can support the launch of this book. She came to me and she's like, it's just so weird because my first impression was to be like, oh, no, sorry, I didn't mean to push back. Oh, didn't mean to annoy. And she's like, but if I was a man, I wonder if I would have gotten the same kind of barrier or if I got the same kind of barrier, if I would have felt this way. It's just so prevalent in our culture and especially for us women in business that we start to question, hmm, I wonder how this would have played out if I was a man or hmm, I wonder how I would felt if I was a man or socialized as a man. Like it's so interesting. It's a topic I'm sure we could discuss for a very, very long time, (laughs) but there are these societal pressures on women and it's interesting because we have to in some ways, we have to be perfect and perfect annoying or pushing back or being curious or the behavior that kind of came out of my client to be like, well, no, this is my book and I want to know what's going on. She wasn't being aggressive in any way, but isn't it interesting how she was starting to question if it was aggressive or assertive, right? Because that's not perfect. Perfect isn't being aggressive. Perfect isn't being assertive. Perfect isn't being annoying, but there's this societal pressure on women to be perfect. Perfect mothers, perfect partners. We have to be everyone's best friend. We have to have a rockin' body. We have to be a Michelin-starred chef in the kitchen. We have to have a Pinterest perfect home, and we have to have like the superstar career, and so on, and so on, and so on. Like the societal pressures that we do buy into unconsciously, we buy into them because we were raised in the society, but they're so damaging. And at least we have a little bit of awareness, right? Like my client who was talking about her book launch, there was some awareness there. And we kind of did a deep dive into that, which was really, really great. Because research does show that women are more likely to use tentative language. We'll use, well, I think, or maybe, or could be, in professional settings. We use more tentative language in professional settings, which of course can undermine our own self-confidence, but it also undermines how other people perceive us. And then of course, there's the media portrayals and how the media reinforces gender stereotypes, depicting women as overly emotional or indecisive or less competent than men. And I know that's changing. And I could go on and on about objectification and how We receive more negative feedback and criticism compared to men and how we're socialized to be primary caregivers. I could go on and on. And I recognize that things are changing. I am generalizing, but it's not surprising that once we step out of our comfort zone in one of the biggest ways, really, and start our own business and we're the face of that business, that we suffer from the effects of imposter syndrome. It's not surprising at all. So... 
it's essential that we look at this. And yes, it's essential to challenge these social constructs. And it's essential that awareness and education and representation and advocacy are some of the tools that can help us to reshape these narratives. It's essential that we understand what those tools look like and we bring awareness to these social constructs. And it's essential that we raise confident young women. But we can also become confident women, even with all of this happening around us, even with the way that we've been raised, okay? And it's just about bringing awareness to imposter syndrome and tackling it, right? Having a conversation around it. So what I want to talk about today is a four-step strategy to tackle imposter syndrome. All right, let's get into some actionable steps, shall we? The next time you're feeling that imposter syndrome creep in, and you know what I'm talking about. This is when you're you comparing, you're feeling like I'm not good enough. You're feeling like, oh, they think I'm amazing and I feel like I'm a fraud and who am I? And all those things start to happen. I want you to catch yourself. Catch yourself. We know what it's like when we start going down the imposter syndrome rabbit hole. Catch yourself. Be aware of the limiting thoughts and identify them for what they are because they're not factual. They're thoughts, but you have to catch yourself in the act as you start to go down that imposter syndrome path, okay? You catch yourself and then you challenge it. Challenge it and ask yourself, wait, is this based on fact or are these emotions coming from the thoughts that I'm having? Because your brain will have a very difficult time finding factual evidence to support your self-doubt. It'll actually have a harder time finding evidence to support that you are in fact not a fraud. Our brain has a really hard time finding evidence to support that you're not a fraud. (laughs) But when we start to look for it, it'll find it. But when you're like, is this fact or feeling, your brain will really want to cling on to the idea that it's a fact, that these, you know, that you are a fraud is a fact, but then it'll have some hard time finding facts to support this. Okay. Do you understand? All right. Number three is unpack the feelings. I do not want you to just bypass these feelings and go to a different thought that you think is going to serve you. These feelings are being triggered for a reason. So unpack the feelings. Okay, we've already established that you caught yourself and you're having thoughts that are not factual. Okay, so now we got to deal with the feelings. What are these emotions that are surfacing? Dig deep, explore the emotions underneath those thoughts. Where do you feel it in your body? When have you felt this way before? Unpack those feelings. Get curious. Do not bypass this step. Because the imposter syndrome will just keep coming back and coming back and coming back and coming back. Okay. And then step number four is get curious about some new thoughts. Try on some new thoughts. Replace the limiting thoughts that you have with empowering thoughts that will serve you, that will serve your business, that will serve your clients. Okay. Try on some new thoughts. And and look, does this take practice? A (laughs) hundred percent. Yes. It absolutely takes practice, but it's such a worthy journey. It's a journey worth taking, believe me, okay? Because this will keep coming up time and time and time again. It just does. I've been doing this for over 20 years. I still deal with imposter syndrome. It's like, oh, 
I just don't think I'm cut out for this. I'm not good enough. Everyone else out there is better than I am, right? So if you're struggling to do this on your own, if you need some support, I work with my clients to help them identify these limiting beliefs and equip them with the tools to shift their mindset from fraud to leader. I'm a leader or I'm the CEO of my business. I'm not a fraud. I'm the CEO of my business. I'm not a fraud. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an unstoppable entrepreneur. I'm a leader in my space. Okay. And if your brain is having a hard time getting there, then I have some tools that we can use to kind of get your brain there. Sometimes you can't jump from I'm a fraud to I'm an unstoppable entrepreneur. There's some steps in between of getting you there, but it's about training your brain. So if you're serious about breaking through imposter syndrome, and if today's episode resonates with you, if you're like, oh my gosh, I just want this to be over, send me an email or set up a free call with me. The links are in the show notes, or you can visit KelseyMatheson.com, K-E-L-S-E-Y-M-A-T-H-E-S-O-N.com. Because look, I am committed to helping you reframe this negative self-talk. Every single one of my clients deals with this on a regular basis. And I work with doctors, right? I work with award-winning fitness experts. I work with coaches. I work with world-renowned yoga instructors who have massive businesses, and they all deal with this, right? So I am committed to helping you reframe all the doubt demons, all the negative self-talk. I'm committed to help you achieve your goals. I'm committed to help you get your business to where you want it to go and celebrate your wins along the way, no matter how big or how small, to train your brain to keep going. I mean, essentially, I'm committed to helping you get out of your own way (laughs) because really that's what this means. Okay, so remember, catch yourself. Step number one, you have to catch yourself when you're in it. Be aware that those thoughts are keeping you small. Like, uh uh-oh, it's the thoughts, okay? And then challenge it. Recognize this isn't a fact. These are my feelings, and my feelings are generated because of the thoughts that I'm having. And then challenge your brain to look for evidence that this is not true, that these thoughts are not factual, And then unpack the feelings. How are you feeling? What are the emotions underneath? Unpack them, explore them, get curious about them, and then find some new thoughts. Play around with some new thoughts, okay? Thoughts that will empower you, thoughts that will even just challenge the initial thought that's holding you back, the initial thought that's putting you into imposter syndrome. Right. It doesn't have to be a brand new thought that your brain's like, "Mm, I don't know if I believe that, but it could challenge your new thought could challenge the old thought that isn't serving you. Right. We want thoughts that are going to keep you moving forward. We want thoughts that are going to serve you, your business and your clients. Remember your clients. I mean, really, it's always comes back to your why. Why are you doing this in in the first place? One thing with imposter syndrome is we're making it all about us. And you know what? We're serving our audience. This is about our clients. This is about our community. This is about our audience. This isn't about us. So all the more reason to deal and navigate the imposter syndrome when it starts to surface. All right. 
Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs. Remember, you are enough. You are a leader. You are capable. You are worthy and you absolutely deserve to be where you are and where you want to go. Take care. Thank you so much again for listening. If you have not already, I would be so grateful if you would rate and review and subscribe to this podcast and please share it with other female entrepreneurs. We need to support each other, ladies. All right. Ciao for now. Hey, one more thing. Have you joined my mastermind for wellness entrepreneurs yet? If you are a woman entrepreneur and you are focused on growing your business and serving more people, then it's time to join us in the mastermind. Look, my friend, growing a business is lonely and it's hard. My mastermind makes being an entrepreneur much, much easier. Surround yourself with like-minded women, learn my best practices for growing a thriving and sustainable wellness business and gain access to hundreds of trainings and resources. This mastermind, I'm telling you, is a no-brainer. Join this powerful community today, and I look forward to seeing you inside.